welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 12th. There are 12 days of Christmas left. It is just about 7 p.m. Uh, live on, on the YouTube West Coast. right now. Uh, we are finally doing a live show for you guys again after a pretty long hiatus. So, but about a month away from live shows, I think we have been. Well, see, we were moving, and then it was solo show, solo show, we're back. Yeah, so it's been a crazy, crazy end of yeah. the year uh, here at the Media Vote Podcast. But we're here in December proper to uh, wrap everything up for you guys. Wait, is it 12 nice, 12? Nice package. Uh, it is 12 12. It's 12 12. It is 12 12 18 uh, uh. today. Uh, the Beanie of Boat Podcast, in case you're tuning into us for the first time, or if you forgot our premise, uh, we're a podcast about media, hence the name. We have all the news that you need to know about movies, television, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order, but actually this time in that order. Yeah. Um, I rarely do that, uh, in a correct Consciously. order. The first time. <laughs> uh, my name is Matt, his name is Mike. I'm Mike, he's Matt, we're back together again. Yes, we did some solo shows, as you may have known, uh, if you're a podcast subscriber. Uh, but we're back uh, in this, quote, studio, unquote, again, for a regular show for you guys. And this is a doozy, so we're going to go right into it. Oh, we've got a lot to cover. All right, so first going to be a uh, marathon running right now. Marathon so run. buckle up, buckaroo. Yeah, because you buckle up in a marathon. Yeah, you buckle you're up. You're mixing up your marathons, or your marathons, <laughs> your metaphors a little bit. <laughs> Same I'm just chomping at the bit to get going here. Champing. You're champing on the bit. Champion at the bit. All right, let's start with movies. Speaking of the bits. We always start with movies, and we always start movies with the weekend box office numbers. All right, so what is number one? Number one this week again was Ralph Breaks the Internet. He is breaking box office. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, okay. Well, not records. He's not breaking any records. No. Um, actually, he's actually on par with uh, two years ago, Moana. For a similar um, November release. So, yeah. So, it's on par for a Disney November release. Doing okay. Yeah. Doing okay. This is the second week at number one. It took the... Uh, uh, fourth. Fourth? Yeah, it's been in theaters for four weeks. It has? Yeah. Where have I been? Uh, solo show, solo show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't listen to me about numbers. Uh, but Ralph Breaks the Internet is number one again this week. $16 million uh, to add to its 140 total... Uh, by the end of this year, this will probably cross the 200 mark. It should. Yeah, I would see that. Yep. Uh, it'll probably get a nice bump during Christmas as well. Yeah, uh, family holiday. Number family two, film. speaking of Christmas, is Dr. Seuss the Grinch with another $15 million, adding Ooh. to its already large $223 million domestic total. So that thing is making bank for illumination. Uh, not as much bank as you'd think, because the live-action Grinch was actually... Ahead of it. Sure, but keep in mind, that movie was 15 years ago. Yeah, so inflation, <laughs> meaning it'd be behind it. <laughs> yes, but also people aren't seeing movies like they were even back then. Yeah, but Illumination. Yeah, but Illumination. Uh, Illumination. You know, they are what they are. Uh, Creed 2 is your number three movie with another $9 million, adding to a $96 million total. Crawl into 100 there. It'll, It'll make get it. there. It'll make it. Uh, number four, Fantastic Beasts, uh, Grindelwald and his crimes. Uh, another $7 million, adding to its $145 million total. And wrapping up your top five, Bohemian Rhapsody is the champion with another $6 million. And if all that sounded familiar, it's because it did not change any order this nope. three weeks. That's the same as last week. Uh, nothing new here. That's because uh, there was no new release. <laughs> but speaking of new... Do we have a new release? 
Well, last week we didn't. Uh, this week, we kind of do. Alright, so uh, there's, there's a mid-release and then there's the actual release. Yeah, the mid-release, you're going to have to explain to me uh, what this is. Yes. This is something Deadpool related, but yes. it's not a feature film, right? It is. What is what is Once Upon a Deadpool? So Once Upon a Deadpool takes R-rated Deadpool 2 and reworks it to PG-13 Deadpool. Huh? What? But in order to be like a different film, they're doing it with Fred Savage, a la A Princess Bride, where Deadpool is reading it to Fred Savage. What? Okay. Where did this come from, and is this real, or is this a joke? No, this is a real film okay. in theaters. How come I've not heard of it until just now? Because you don't look <laughs> at movie stuff. You're on the Twitter sphere. I usually hear about <laughs> movies coming out. This is a real thing. Okay, I'll take your word for it. It's a real thing, yeah. Um, this is their version, or this is the Deadpool 2 version of PG-13. Okay. Rework that. This is a PG-13 version of, of Deadpool, Deadpool 2. 2. Okay. Yes. But, you know, with Fred Savage, um, they shot a couple of new scenes to, like, get out of the, like, blood and gore and sure. bring it down. But for the most part, it's still Deadpool 2. Okay. Well, let's move on. So uh, there are other movies out? coming out this week. Yes. If you don't want to see that weird thing, uh, you can also see Mortal Engines... This is from Peter Jackson of yes. Lord of the Rings. Does the Peter Jackson adaptation of a children's, or not children's, I guess. Young, young adult, adult novel. Book, book series um, that has its fans. I know some people are very excited for this. Christy? Uh, no. Uh, not not her, but I mean people in general. Okay, uh, general people. <laughs> general people. The general population. Are excited about this. I've heard some things. Uh, also, this week, uh, you have The Mule. This is Clint Eastwood being old man Clint Eastwood having to be a drug mule, or the mule in this the case. The mule. The, the titular mule. Yes, he is the titled, titled mule. <laughs> he is the title. Uh, that could be exciting, right? Uh, I don't know, people it, like this. It would have been exciting if it would have gotten any award nominations. People <laughs> would have seen it. But, but it got blocked out. Yeah, it kind of got shafted. But we'll talk about those yeah, we'll later. Get there. We'll get there a little later. Uh, then, but but the big release this week, and the thing that the internet will not stop talking about, uh, to the point where I saw a cup, not just one, but like three different articles yesterday on like different websites talking about how this will be the surprise critical darling of the year. We'll see. What is it? Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, yes. Yeah. We're going to talk about this. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, this thing, uh... They marketing's been a pretty good job, done pretty good job of getting this mm -hmm. thing out there, but I've been constantly confused about what this is distribution wise. Because when you say animated uh, superhero film, the my brain goes to what I'm used to, which is oh limited release fathom event thing of a thing that'll hit video in a week. Yes, it's like I'm so my brain is so tuned out of big theatrical release for these things that I thought that's what this was but then when the trailer started hitting I realized oh no this is a this is a big deal this is a theatrical like big release film that Sony Animation is actually putting up as a temple release this year and then now 
now that I guess some review embargo uh, went away yesterday, I'm guessing it was yesterday because it sure felt like out of nowhere all these reviews came yeah, out. Yeah, like the past couple days. Now people are talking about like this is the best movie of the year. And I'm like, this is an animated movie about Spider-Man. What is happening? So, with <laughs> your mindset, the last time we had like an animated superhero film was... Teen Titans go to the movies. Right. And that's that where your really head. count. It was a theatrical release? Yes, and it okay, was about, it was about and it was about uh, superheroes. But all right, all right. the difference is is that that is a show that is very much a comedy show and the movie is like that. Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is a comic book movie. Yes. Yeah. So so what's your perspective on this? Uh, is this something you think that is actually worth the praise it's getting like are you excited for this so at first i was on the tip of my radar yeah it's like sony animation for me is hit and miss especially since they do the transylvania stuff which is some people hotel transylvania i'm like it's good i mean i saw hotel transylvania 3 this year Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it as a family film it had some moments i liked i enjoyed it it didn't like completely turn me off so sony does good stuff yeah but Sony and Spider-Man has a past in in the Amazing Spider-Man of that train yeah. wreck that they had. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, so needless to say that this was somewhere on my radar since you know it's an animated Spider-Man film. Mm-hmm. Then the first trailer hit, and I was like, "What is going on? This is <laughs> trippy." Yeah. And then they released more casting and the Comic-Con trailer with. Right. Uh, Spider Pig and Spider Noir and <laughs> yeah, all Gwen's the spiders. Spider Gwen. And I was like, okay, so this is really going into a multiverse here. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll I'll watch this. And then, as you said, the reviews kind of hit. <laughs> yeah, and people on the pin papers were saying that this is animated movie of the year for me. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? Whoa. What, 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 what? But in a year where Disney's release, well, in a year there where, one, there is no, there is no, like, Pixar movie besides a sequel. It's and incredible. And two, uh, there is no Disney movie besides a sequel. Which was? Which was Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Then you, the, the playing field is kind of open. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, this is a weird year. And so I'm not so too surprised that people are, are are saying, like, this movie that is not Pixar or Disney is the best animated film of the year. Well, it's also got a really, like, out-there aesthetic. Yeah. That... And it combi- from what I understand, it combines different styles, yeah. too. Um, this is... I'm going to watch this thing. I mean, I... I feel like I have to. This has got me wanting... I mean, after that first trailer, I was like, okay, I guess this is something I actually should see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely open to it. I just wanted to gauge your, like... Whether you're like, you believe these people or not. Because <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, wait, is it that good? I'm, I'm still on the, the fence of yeah. how good this is because of Sony Animation. And specifically only yeah. because of Sony Animation. But hey, maybe we'll have news for you next week. Maybe we'll go and see this movie. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe after golf on Saturday. Or <laughs> golf, we'll go see that. Maybe, yeah, better than golf. We'll see, see what's changed. <laughs> see what's changed. No response yet, so we'll see. I know. Um, so anyways, that that long uh, thing was to say, that's what your releases are this week. Yeah, it's, it's just a long way of saying, expect Spider-Man to be number one at the box office, probably. Yeah. 
I do want to also mention that we only do, and this is only really pertaining to the month of December where I have to say this, but we only do uh, major release movies. Like, we have a kind of a, a vague number. I like to pick, like, movies distributed over a thousand theaters. I like to say wide releases. Yeah, wide releases. So what we're not talking about here is all the Oscar bait uh, prestige releases, which yes. are also coming out starting this weekend. We um, just don't report on them because they're limited. Right. The the big one being The Favorite. Uh, the Favorite and Roma. And Roma. Those are the two that I can't stop hearing about. Yes. Uh, on NPR mostly, but also from people that I know in person. Yes. Uh, those Apparently, are the two. Roma is supposed to get a Netflix release for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it on Netflix yet, but as soon as it does hit, I will watch it. Yeah. That's the Alfonso Cuaron uh, yes. film. Yes. That... For all intents and purposes, that essentially will be your foreign picture best picture that winner. That sounds to be the case. And, and the favorite is seems like that's going to be your your uh, acting powerhouse. Yes, especially your, your, your for female. women. Yes. like those are all your those are all your um, uh, uh, lead in supporting uh, women nominees. But we're getting ahead like. of ourselves here. We are getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that in case you're wondering where are those movies. That's where those movies are. Yes, we're just not. They're they're. They may be at your local cinema, but they're definitely at your like independent theater. Yes, that that gets that kind of film. Go to independent theaters. All right, let's move out of upcoming releases and let's talk about some movies you saw. So you saw oh, yes. a couple of things. They're not necessarily brand new, but they are 2018 releases, and we are kind of doing some wrap up pretty soon here yes. of the year. So tell me about some slightly older movies that you saw. So I was on a plane. You were on a plane. You were on probably several planes. I was on, no, I was on three planes. Three planes. That is, that's several. Yes. I guess I cut that several. <laughs> it's a few. It's a so, handful. So, this four-hour flight I had Speaking basically um, <laughs> allowed me to catch up on a couple films mm-hmm. from earlier this year. See, it's like 100%. Um, the first one being Crazy Rich Asians. Rich Crazy yes. Asians? Crazy Rich Asians. Asians Crazy Rich? <laughs> crazy Rich Asians. That one. Yes. So, I, I watched that one uh, because it made a lot of money, it made a lot of critical praise, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just never got around to watching it. All right, so how, how, how is it? This is a chick flick. Oh, come Oh my on. God, this is the chickiest flick of it's a chick flick. It's 2018. Explain what you actually mean by that. By that, I mean it is a definitely a romance-filled okay. film. Okay, so what's wrong with that? I didn't say anything was wrong with that. I just said it's a chick flick. Just so, but that doesn't tell me... That's not a value I, judgment. You're not telling me how that how you felt about it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. <laughs> as a chick... As, as a chick flick... As you, a, you can stop. <laughs> okay. As a film targeted... As a romantic comedy. As a romantic comedy mainly targeted towards women. It's like, that is a term you can use. You can use romantic comedy. That is the genre. You can say that. Okay. There. As a romantic comedy mainly geared towards women... <laughs> Sure. I, as a male, enjoyed myself watching this film. <laughs> sure. Now, granted, I didn't have headphones so I had to watch this thing with subtitles. But oh, because you were on a plane. I, I, for some reason, I was like, you're, you had headphones on at a theater? And then like, I remembered, like, oh, that's right. Carry on. Yes, carry on, Johnson. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... It's a good film for what it is. I, I enjoyed it. Is. All these I, qualifiers I, are hilarious. Just say you liked it. I liked it. Thank it's a you. good film. You can watch it. You can enjoy yourself. Not, I mean, it's not going to be one of my top films. We'll get to that in a couple weeks here. Oh, jeez. 
Yeah, we gotta do that. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that too. By the way, yeah, uh, after the show. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely an enjoyable film. Stream it if you can, because I don't think it's no longer in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was in theaters, I would probably say go watch it. Yeah, it's kind of a theater experience. You get the grand um, <laughs> Singapore feel from it. <laughs> They're in Singapore. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good film. It's definitely a date film. Take your date to see it if you haven't seen it already. Cuddle I mean, up. It's not theaters anymore, but no, cuddle up on Netflix or HBO <laughs> whenever when it, it, comes, when it out. comes out. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's not a bad film in any sense of the word. Okay, no, this is no a one said it was. This is a, a quality film. I agree with okay. what people have been saying about it. Cool. Uh, you you watch something else, and this is more of the Netflix variety. Uh, yes. So this is the Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposed to be anthology. Yeah, this is not a movie we should... Well, I guess it is a movie It is a movie. Technically, it's not a movie, which is why I'm doing this weird round thing. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yes. Yes. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is not a film. It's an anthology. Mm -hmm. It's a Western anthology, and at first, I enjoyed it. I liked where it was going. Okay. I liked The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh Uh-huh. But then what happened? But that's just one section of the film. Okay. Then there's a second section with um, James Franco in it. Oh, boy. And it was decent, and I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. But, but then there's then, another section then there's another of the section, film? Yeah. And then a fourth, and then a fifth oh, section. Oh, boy. Okay. And I can see why this is supposed to be a Netflix thing. You, you see why this was supposed to be absorbed in pieces and not in two hours. Yes, not in like 2.15, yeah. whatever it is. Over two hours. Oof. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Um, I no, can see like 20... getting tired of this thing. Um, yes. By the time we got to the last section, mm-hmm. I was completely tuned out of it. I did not care for it at that point. <laughs> it's a lot to ask for an audience. Especially when you're introducing a bunch of different characters yes. in a... And then immediately abandoning them. And immediately abandoning... Yes. <laughs> it's like... Well, because they do it in... They separate each different anthology from yeah. in a book. Basically, it opens up on a book, and someone's basically like reading you the book of each chapter. Like, the Bob that describes the different... Right. The different uh, titles. So, what I really liked is the first 20 minutes... Which is actually titled The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> it is a singing cowboy western. Okay. And I was, it immediately had my attention. I was like, this is great. It's a comedy. This has my attention. It's like the white knight, like all dressed in white, but he's like a bad guy and he's constantly singing. And there's plenty of like <laughs> non diegetic to diegetic yeah. comedy. And I was like, ha, that's great. That's good. That's good. I like that. And there's a lot of like fast, fast cuts and western tropes and going through it. And I'm like, oh, so this is what the Ballad of Strength is actually about. I like this. Good job, Coen Brothers. You have my attention. Well done. And then that section ends. And then it goes to the next section. <laughs> and when it does, I immediately go to IMDb to figure out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what? How many things are in this movie? Yes. Yeah. And if, uh, that's when it listed me like 
like the different sections of it and who's starring in what section. Right. Because that's the thing. There is no crossover. There is no through line. They're individual stories. They're individual stories told in a chapter setting. It's very interesting that they decided to just name this after the very first segment and not come up with like an all-encompassing name. Right. For the whole thing. Which would, yeah, lead to confusion like you just described, which is like, what, wait, wait, this movie just changed. Yeah. Like somebody changed the channel on my movie. Well, because after each <laughs> section, it pulls out and, and it goes back to the book. Mm-hmm. Then you, the, the narrator flips a couple pages and then goes into the next section. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so that's a good way to break it up. But there's no real through line to this. They're just stories that the Coen brothers wanted to tell but couldn't find a way to make them mesh together. Yeah. At least that's what I'm getting from it. Like, it's not... Well told because they're individual <laughs> stories, right? Right. Because I'm like expecting a movie. I think the not problem, yeah, it seems to stem That's like the big problem. This is not a movie. No, it just was put packaged together in a way where it's presented as a movie. Yes. So chances are you won't see this in awards season. No. This this sounds like this is too weird of a thing. It is. Yeah. However, if there's one thing it will be any sort of nomination for, it is. Either going to be the costumes, uh-huh. or believe it or not, the cinematography. I can see that it's great. It's I mean, a lot the of co- wide the open... Coens always work with a really great. Really yeah, there's good like a lot of wide open stuff. landscapes and close-ups, yeah. and the the shots list in that thing is great. And pacing wise, it's yeah. well done. It's just a really compiled, mangled of a story. Right. That's not that doesn't have a through line. I guess. The only threat is that everyone dies. <laughs> Spoiler, Spoiler alert. Spoiler. But, but it's Cohen's spell of the film, so yeah, should see that yeah, coming. Yeah, <laughs> People will die in their, in their either, films. <laughs> either everybody dies or there's a sex machine. That's pretty much all I know about Cohen and the Feathers. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, stream it, I guess. <laughs> All right. At least you're the first like section of it, first two sections. Yeah. After that, you will easily like lose focus, like I did, and be like, <laughs> "Okay, I I, don't, I really don't care about these new characters because mm-hmm. I just spent forty minutes an with hour different with a bunch of other people characters, and right. you already tarnished them. So it's like, okay, so I have a feeling what's going to happen next, and so on. Okay, well, thank you. Like, I I think there's an actual way to wrap it up at the very end yeah, of the last story. But they didn't do it. But they didn't do it. Right. All right. Well, those are the movies you saw. Let's talk about movie news. Oh my god, we're only in movie news. We're only at movie news. Oh, like I said, we have so much to get through. Oh yeah. Because our first, you know, it's a big week when our first movie story is a Avengers Marvel uh, cinematic universe story. So this is oh boy. Here so we this go. An all-encompassing MCU's news dump. Dump that we're going to do right Here's now. Here's the news dump. If you guys are interested at all in the Avengers, you know that this week we all got not only the trailer for the next Avengers film and a new poster, we also got its name. This, of course, being the part two to Infinity War. Yes, and it's not uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Not Infinity Gauntlet, after <laughs> all that speculation. And it's not even uh, Annihilation, like they were saying for the past like month. No, it is. Avengers colon Endgame. Which is funny, because this was the name that was given like six months ago uh-huh. that everyone saw when the cinematographer on it put it on his resume right. and then immediately took it off. Yeah. Uh, turns out he was right. Well, I would think so. <laughs> He's out, but, yeah. 
But no one believed him. Well, no, 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 everyone believed okay, him. Well. But because the Russo brothers basically came out and said, like verbatim, that's not the title. Yeah. And threw everyone off. Well, it like, is. Well, it is. It is the title. The Avengers in the game. So that trailer uh, dropped. We also got a second trailer for Captain Marvel uh, last week, but it kind of got eclipsed by this. Yeah. Um, uh, Captain Marvel dropped on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was a Good Morning America drop. My understanding about those two trailers is that they could not be thematically more different if they tried. Yes, and it's funny because <laughs> Captain Marvel is nowhere seen in uh-huh. the new Avengers trailer. Right. Like, on purpose, I believe. That makes sense, because you want to give her room to, like, for her own film to build that character. Well, because here's the thing. Um, Captain Marvel is premiering in the beginning of March. Right. Avengers, also got a release date for that, end of April. That's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's not a whole lot of breathing room, so might oh, as well. But there's another Marvel film coming out next year. Oh yeah, well, let's get there. Uh, lastly, uh, no, second. no, next up, next up. Oh yeah, they, they've uh, guess confirmed a sequel to Doctor Strange. Yes, uh, we knew that was happening. We knew Doctor Strange would be one of the centerpieces of the upcoming MCU universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, returning uh, to direct will be director Scott, Scott Derrickson. Yes, he directed the first Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, so yeah. So he's back for the sequel. No title, no nothing for it, but they confirmed that it is happening and he will be directing. Alright. Cool. Well, uh, we also uh, got news about the next Spider-Man film. Not this animated one, the next follow-up to Homecoming. Yes, uh, so we already knew the title was... Far, far from, from home. home, which makes sense to follow Homecoming. Yes, uh, this will be a global adventure taking place in Europe and yeah. students on summer vacation. And we'll have Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. This is officially confirmed now. Official. He's been rumored to play Mysterio. Mysterio was rumored to be in the film. This is now officially confirmed. Confirmed. So there you go. Get your Gyllenhaal. Yes. Oh yeah, and that film, by the way, on. released in July. Okay. Wow, so that's almost like every, almost every other month you get him to buy yes. a movie next year. So get ready yes. for that. Well, technically Avengers was supposed to be the first week of May, mm-hmm. but they did the same thing they did with Infinity War, and they just moved it up a week, because, you know, I can already money. feel my wallet in pain. It's crying right now. As if a million wallets cried out. <laughs> yes, as a million wallets cried out, and suddenly we're silenced. Let's... Move on to our next story. Were silenced. Speaking of comic books, elsewhere, um, I think that's all the Marvel stuff. Yeah, that's all the Marvel okay. stuff for now. So let's move yeah, on. We're moving through this to another story, also about comic books, but about uh, other kinds of comic books. More the independent sphere. Mr. Brian K. Vaughn is in the news this week. Uh, so have you heard of this guy? I have actually. Uh, he is a writer. Uh, I, I recognize some of the things that he's worked on uh, because I know people personally that are big fans. Uh, he has uh, signed a three-year deal with Legendary Entertainment to adapt his work and create new titles for film and television. The agreement is in the eight-figure range, the big money dude, and represents the largest overall film and TV deal ever for a comic book creator. Good news. Eight figures. That's a lot of figures. That's minimum ten million. That's, yeah, upwards for of three ten years. Million um, if you don't know Brian K. Vaughn, he is the, a creator. You have the creator on here, but I know he collabed on most of these, uh, so yes. I'm going to say a creator. Yes, I, I uh, realize that. Behind I Why the Last research. Man, uh, X-Men, not the movie, the, the book. Yes. Uh, Barrier, Paper Girls, and Saga. 
I think Saga he collaborated. Saga's yeah. collaboration. Uh, Paper Girls is a collaboration. Yes. I know at least those two. I don't know about the rest enough. Uh, his comic book, Why the Last Man, is expected already to be turned into a TV series for FX and will be announced likely in the coming weeks. Uh, his first film, Roundtable, was picked up after a bidding war since it landed on the Blacklist last year. Blacklist, by the way, not the NBC show. When we say that, we mean well, your favorite thing of the year, thing which is all these coveted scripts that are being bidded on by, by studios. Hot scripts. Basically, yes, hot scripts that were unable to be turned into films mm-hmm. this year due to budgeting or yeah, whatever other, reasons. other politicking. Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of, we'll be getting that list sometime in the next sometime month. Soon. Yeah. All right, let's move on to other adaptations. Not only comic books, but video games too. Uh, a lot of adaptations. Let's year. talk about Metro Twenty Thirty Three. Uh, All right, so I take the A line to the C line. No, and not the, the Metro. Oh, okay. This is the video game Metro uh, Twenty Thirty Three. There's a series of these. Yes, I have played Metro Last Light. I heard they're hard. They are hard. My understanding about those games is like you have limited ammo. Good luck. I played this because it was free. Yeah. I got through about four levels and was, like, dying after that. I was like, uh, what? Too hard. Yeah. Uh, But But I guess that's, like, its gimmick. It's, like, supposed to be hard. Yeah. But you know what's not hard? (laughs) No, what? Don't don't touch your... Don't don't, don't motion towards your crotch, please. Uh, I was going to say going to see movies is not hard. Oh, okay. Uh, Because there's an adaptation... (laughs) Of Metro 2033 coming to movies. Yes, let's talk about movie Metro 2033. Yes, it, uh, but guess what? It's been canceled. It's not coming anywhere. <laughs> um, I should have read the rest of that sentence. Development hell. F. Scott Frazier uh, apparently wanted to Americanize the, the franchise. Uh, the Planet MGM film would have moved the story from Moscow to Washington, D.C., where Nazis and communists don't work. Um... <laughs> What? What, baby? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what's written here. I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, oh so because uh, the Metro series mainly <laughs> takes place in Russia, and a lot of these subplots about it revolve around communism and Nazis. I don't know. I feel like you could probably do that in D.C. I mean, at this current age of time. Yeah, just saying. You could probably work an analog in there. Yeah, but also, <laughs> is there a Metro Rail in D.C.? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I think they have some sort of <laughs> I'm, I'm not rail. Police. I don't so know. Funny. I've never yeah. lived in D.C. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the rights have been reverted then uh, to Dmitry Glukowski, the author of the 2005 novel on which the movie was meant to be based on. Glukowski says he is still optimistic about a film being made and expressed hope that the upcoming release of Metro Exodus, the video game, in February 2019 will help the process by exposing the series to a wider audience. So this is interesting because uh, there's actually a, par- a fun parallel to this. So this dude has been on the record for years now being like, yeah, I love the fact that my uh, book has been adapted to video games because I feel like it expands my audience. So it makes sense that this dude would be like, yeah, make a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with this. It's my property. I don't care what you make. I want more people to see it. This stands in stark contrast to the dude that created The Witcher. <laughs> another video game franchise based on a book. Which is being turned into a Netflix which series. Which is being t- turned into a Netflix series. Apparently he hates all of this. Really? He hates that it's a video game and he hates that it's becoming a TV show. He wants nothing to do with those products. And he says that it's tarnishing like the, the reputation of his book series. Even and though it's got like such critical praise for yes, it? <laughs> I know. That's the thing. Is like It's an interesting contrast between the two of them. Foreign... 
like authors basically compl- like either complaining or celebrating the the uh, the, the, the proliferation and adaptation yeah. of, their, of their works. It's interesting. Anyways, let's move on. Our next story is a fun one. I always love this uh, this recurring story we have here. But the National Film Registry. Yeah. Every once in a while, new films get added. Uh, they are always culturally, historically, or aesthetically important, according to a panel, I guess. I don't know. Congress? Sides. Uh, Some it's, people in Congress. It's like a committee in Congress, mm-hmm. I think. But this is the 30th annual uh, selection, uh, 30th year that this is run. This year, the films added to the registry include The Navigator from 1924, Rebecca from 1949. Uh, Hitchcock's first film. The Lady from Shanghai from 1947. My Fair Lady, the musical from 1964. Well, Uh, one of two musicals. Yes. uh, Being added to the registry this year. Yeah. The Shining uh, from 1980. Uh, Jurassic Park from 93, of course. Uh, Smoke Signals from 1998. Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, that is the first and I believe only all Native American, oh. both acted, directed, and funded Oh, film. I see. Then that makes sense. Yeah. And then another one that makes sense, Brokeback Mountain from 2005. Uh, notably, Brokeback Mountain is now the most recent film in the registry. Uh, this is because a film must be... At least at 10 least. years old right. to be considered. So yes, uh, 2005... Uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Like that we're we're finally got one from the two thousands in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the nineteen thirty five uh, the film The Informer, which is also added uh, from director John Ford, makes it his eleventh film in the registry. Lot John Ford movies. Uh, yes, he has the most films in the current registry. That makes sense. You know, until you they decide to add all all Spielberg's work, right, or Kubrick's work, or something. It'll happen. It'll happen slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me because it's very easy to think American and think oh westerns. Westerns. And John Ford is the first name you think of. Yep. All right, let's move on. Uh, Not Tom Ford, John Ford. Tom Ford. Tom no, Ford. Uh, let's move on for movies. That's it for movie news. All right, that's all we got for movies. Let's talk about television. We it took a while, but we got there. Yes. Let's talk about television. All right. We always start television with Sports Corner with Mike. All right, sports happened. Sports happened. Uh, uh, something down here called the Miami Miracle. Oh. Uh, you were there. You lived this. Tell me about uh, the Dol- when the Dolphins met Tom Brady. So, to some, this is a miracle. <laughs> to others, this is it's a, a nightmare. Tragedy. Yes. Tragedy. Sure. Depends on what side of the um, ball you're on, quite literally in football. It seemed like you appeared at this game with a Patriots jersey on. So, that probably says where your alignment was here. Yeah. So, with <laughs> nine seconds left and 70 yards to cover. Uh huh. The Dolphins decided to play schoolyard bullshit <laughs> and lateral the ball. Yeah. Eventually yeah. landing in the hands of rookie Kenyon Drake. Okay. Not that Drake. Kenyan football Drake. Drake. <laughs> Kenyon Drake. Yes. Not Ken- Canadian Drake. Yes. Not Canadian Drake. <laughs> yes. Kenyon Drake, who <laughs> took it the rest of the way. Gronk took it tripped, to the house. Took it to the house. Gronk tripped over himself, and <laughs> they ended up winning with... The Miami Miracle, which will now yeah. officially be played on repeat. Oh, I bet. 
and see this thing in SB Awards and stuff yeah. like that. I found this out via Twitter, trending topics. Of course it was. Because <laughs> I saw on Twitter two trending topics. One was hashtag dolphins, and the other one was hashtag Gronk, because everybody Gronk. was complaining about Gronk. So they're complaining about why Gronk is in there, because mm-hmm. when you have a body like Gronk, one, girls will swoon over hashtag you. Hashtag body like Gronk. Hashtag body like Gronk. <laughs> One, girls will swoon over you. Two, it is impossible to block you out. You think. So, well, that's the thing, though. This was not a Hail Mary pass. That's no. what he's in there for. Right. Because Gronk's like 6'7", 280. He is enormous. He's, a, he's like a house of a man. <laughs> he's, he's a brick house. He's mighty, mighty. He's letting it all hang out. He's also probably like <laughs> intelligent wise of it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, a um, story. So that's why he's, he's back there, basically to... Run to the ball and Gronk spike it down. Gronk spike. Gronk spike. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what happened. No. Um, it's not. They lateral. They threw it short. Lateral the ball uh, to the running back to sprint it and score. You know, Gronk's not there to make a tackle. In fact, the guy broke two different tackles and then outran the entire defense. Jeez. <laughs> so don't blame this on Gronk. Is anyone to blame it on? Right. It's Gostowski, the kicker, because he missed a oh, field goal no. and a PAT during the game. Not Gostowski. And I blame Gostowski for it. All right, fair enough. All right, so also I was at that game. I was five rows from the end zone. Um, it's a great game overall, but yeah, that play is now like immortalized mm-hmm. because, one, it's got a name. Yeah, it has a name. Yep, so there's that. It goes alongside uh, the Minnesota Miracle, the kick six. Uh, the snow game. The yeah. immaculate reception. Immaculate reception. Which is my favorite because it's so dumb. <laughs> All those named plays. Yes. The, the, the Philly special. Mm, Philly special. Helmet catch. <laughs> it, it goes with all that. So, it's just... It's... It is what it is. Yeah. Um, congratulations, Miami Dolphins, for <laughs> being... Thing. For, for doing the football they thing. They did a football move. They made a football they move. They made a football play. All right. Uh, speaking of football, or kind of football, you're, uh, you also have down here, I, I guess this is a follow-up story. We had heard, There had been radio silence about the XFL returning for a few months here. Is there new news about the XFL? Yes. Okay, what's going it on? It is returning. 2020. We knew that. We, we knew that, that. That part of the story we knew. We had heard that there were some weird rule changes going on. There was stuff about... That uh, that Vince McMahon wasn't going to let anybody kneel. There's well, all this well, stuff. We never talked about any of that stuff. No, that's but why. it's all happening in the background. Right. Time, so. It's basically now they actually have actual funding behind it. So yeah, this, this will actually move forward now. It's not just talk anymore. It's really, really real. Yeah. So of course, my question, just as it has been all year, what does he hate me think? Uh, <laughs> what, will will I be hired? Yeah, I, I want to know. <laughs> do they get he hate me as like a color commentator? Will they do, will they do random jerseys again? I don't think he could play again. No, it's, it's been a couple years. I wanted to bring him back as a personality. Maybe because he, he is the XFL to me. Like <laughs> when you when I think the XFL, I think of he hate me. Yeah, it's also a great um, <laughs> ESPN thirty for thirty on the XFL. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. It was. So they always good do good stuff with thirty do. for thirty, but, but that, that is like good. a special one. All right. Uh, also, uh, college stuff is happening. Uh, the yes. Heisman Trophy was picked. Yes, uh, for the second year in a row, the Oklahoma quarterback won, and I cannot remember his name. Well, 
then let's they, move on. <laughs> I should have written it down. So somebody won the Heisman. Yes. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield won it last year for Oklahoma. Right. The guy, quarterback this year, won it for Oklahoma. So, uh, the sophomore Tua from Alabama lost tears. But anyways, uh, speaking of the D-League, I uh, mean bowl college. Games. Bowl, bowl games. games are happening. Bowl games were and announced. a good fiesta bowl. Yes. They're to- it's delicious. Unfortunately, it is not the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. I know, it hasn't been the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl in a long time. Uh, it's only been like two years. I love it. It's the PlayStation that. Fiesta Bowl. I know, but it's like it's so much better when it was Tostitos. <laughs> I know. It was like, I just wanted Tostitos, like full of nacho cheese. It was such a great marketing. Uh, oh, good. I miss it. But anyways, yeah, your check out the online playbook thing. For, if, for your college team, if they made a bowl game, and where they'll be playing. Uh, some of them have creative names, some of them don't, like the Las Vegas Bowl. They can play in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, that's the whole premise. No fancy name. Uh, uh, but no. Hormel, Hormel should sponsor one and call it the Chili Bowl. Um, you think so, but there's the Fight for Hunger Bowl, the Holiday Bowl, <laughs> the well, Alba Bowl. So the get ready bowl, for bowls, is what we're telling Sugar you. Sugar Bowl, yes. Get the ready. Rose Bowl. Because bowls are happening. Yes. Get ready to be bowled uh, also, over. Because we're in this really new, still kind of new, um, playoff series. Playoff. The four, The four college playoff teams have been announced. Oh, right. The BCS. That's not the BCS. Oh. BCS was a system. Oh. We're out of that into the playoffs now. Hilarious. But it is the same. The same <laughs> Semantics. So we got Alabama, Clemson, Georgia? No. <laughs> Oklahoma. Okay. And um, those, Notre Dame. All play, all vying for the. They're playing on December 29th, and then we'll play again on January 7th for the championship. Alright. Sounds like a plan. Yep. Um, good luck, teams. Good luck, teams. And that will do it for sports, unless you have anything other sports to add. Oh, no. Uh, it's. Hockey's going on. It, it Apparently, I found out that the New York Rangers are worth one point five five billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, there was that stuff about. Uh, we already moved off of football, uh, but there was that stuff about the uh, something about uh, Oakland, the city of Oakland, trying to sue over the Raiders. I heard some stuff about that this morning. I don't know about that, but I know the GM got fired from Oakland. That too, but I heard that there's like there's rumblings about some uh, like legal action about the the terms in which the NFL uh, had those discussions about moving the team, and hmm. tr- they're going to do their best to try to get that to stop happening. I don't think that you can stop it at this point, but they I will mean, try. The stadium is being built. Right, that's kind of where that is. It's like, I don't know if they're going to succeed, I don't but know if they, they can, try. They, yeah, try all they want. So yeah, I don't know much about that. I just heard that on the radio this morning. Also, um, um, Kareem Hunt. If you are following any of that, mm-hmm. uh, rip your fantasy team if you had them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking yeah. of fantasy, we're heading into the semis this week. Semis. Uh, congratulations if you made it this far. <laughs> if you're still alive, you're doing fine. Yeah. All right, let's move out of sports. Let's talk about television news. Oh, we have television news. We have television news well, still to get through. <laughs> we, we are. Yeah, we're not even close. Uh, welcome uh, back to our regularly scheduled uh, broadcast. Jeez, yeah, we're not even close. Our first story is about uh, some drama. 
drama that happened about the Academy Awards telecast for so, next year. Yeah, so I was listening to our podcast last week and yes. heard of that Kevin Hart was going to host the Oscars. As of that recording, that was true. As of the next morning, that was no longer true. I was in... The like, shortest hosting yes. ever. So yes, Kevin Hart uh, will no longer be hosting the Academy Awards. 48 hours after he was named host, he stepped down following outcry over previous homophobic tweets that he had made. Uh, he, had, uh, he had comments that he had also made during stand-up routines uh, about a decade ago. Hart declined to offer a sincere apology, instead opting to do the usual non-apology video, saying that he has evolved as a person and was not the same comedian he was when he made those jokes. Like, this is ten years ago. The usual uh, people stuff. evolve. Yeah. I've learned from that. I don't do those jokes anymore. Uh, not too dissimilar from the stuff that got um, um, the director of... Uh, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy fired by Disney. Not too dissimilar. No. Um, so, yeah, kind of the same kind of deal... The Academy gave him an ultimatum. He chose to pass on the apology. And ultimately, uh, that's why he decided to step down. Basically, there was no options available to him except for, yeah, peace. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Hart will no longer be hosting. As it stands, to, as of today, there's no host attached to the show. However, uh, there was a rumor going around. I don't know how substantiated this was. I saw this yesterday. Uh, where they're talking about that the Academy was considering a rotating celebrity door of hosts throughout the telecast and doing kind of sketch-like presentations uh, to keep, I guess, audiences more invested instead of doing a traditional uh, host approach. I saw that. I also saw the... Let's get the always continuous... Let's just get the Muppets to do it. They appease everyone. Yeah, why not? And then I also saw... There was one a Muppet on was, Game Awards, which we'll get to later. So also, the Muppets will do everything. Well, I saw one that was, why do we need a host? Just do a voiceover for it. I mean, that is kind of a fair argument. I don't think you need, like, capital N, need a host for the Academy Awards. Yeah. I think it's nice to have. It is. But people have noted that basically the host just comes out, does the song and dance for the first ten minutes. And then basically disappear, except yeah. for, like, a couple of bits where they walk through the audience and deliver cookies or whatever the hell. Right. They've been doing it for the last few years. Breaking the internet or something. Breaking the internet with no, does. selfies. That's Ralph. Yeah, yeah Ralph's already doing, doing that. Ellen doesn't have to anymore. Yep. Oh, uh, anyway. It's a thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll know more about this hopefully uh, sometime down the line as we get closer and closer to the uh, telecast of the actual... Uh, uh, the actual... Uh, Thank you. Uh, Academy Award. Sorry, we had yes. some. We're looking for a spray bottle. Uh, found it. Yeah, yeah, get sprayed or something. All right, so moving on. But yeah, we'll Kevin find out Hart. more when we get there. But not that wasn't the only award. You know, show I don't like Kevin Hart, right? The news. Yeah, no, I don't like Kevin Hart either. Yeah, I'm a kind of happy that this happened. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not happy the way that it happened. No, it kind of sucks. It's like, yeah, but but at the same time, though, it's like Kevin Hart he was going to be a lousy host. Let's be real. Yeah, he was not going to be a good host for this show. I am ha- happy that they're going to be looking for alternatives. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that's not the only award show in town. The nope. big one uh, that's coming up sooner is the Golden Globes. Woo! Golden Globes, of course, are the foreign press uh, choosing the best in American films and television over the yes. past, the, past the, the years. The foreign But they are the press. foreign press. So the nominations are always routinely very strange. 
And this year is no exception. Yes. Uh, the, these are the ones that get split up into two different categories. Uh, the anime, drama and the comedy. Yes. Slash musical. Everything gets split. So, uh, nominations revealed. Uh, Adam McKay's Vice led all films with six nominations for it. <laughs> Unfortunately, that film did not come out till, till after, after Christmas, Christmas here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good luck. That will be the one where like nobody has seen it uh, until after all the awards are given out. Yep. Oh, except for the Oscars. Uh, but yeah, that'll be a weird one. Uh, the the all following that, a Star is Born, The Favorite, and Green Book, which is one we haven't mentioned on the podcast yet, mm-hmm. each earned uh, five nominations. Uh, we did mention Green Book like mid last month yeah. got a wider release. Right. Uh, TV, uh, you saw the assassination of Gianna Versace, Versace, Versace lead, uh, in its categories with four nominations, HBO's Barry, uh, and Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Homecoming, which I'm not sure what network that is. That is Amazon, I believe? I don't know. Uh, all I don't think three nominations. Homecoming's one with Julia Roberts. Oh, okay. You're right. I believe that is Amazon. I think that is Amazon. But the biggest, uh, the the most, and there's a bunch of other nominations. I we can't go through all of them here. No, we're still the big major. But the best news, the nice. best news about this telecast is its hosts. Yes. Uh, uh, Sandra O oh and Andy Samberg are your hosts for the 2019. How they care about that? <laughs> I don't know. They were like, "Who rules and who can we put together?" Both of them rule, so let's put them together. Yeah. I'm so excited. Both of those are uh, are are really good picks. Uh, and they both. Yes. Um, I don't think Andy Samberg is nominated, but Sandra Oh is nominated. Yes, yeah, she's nominated for Killing for Eve. For Killing Eve. So that's exciting. It may actually. Those two might actually make me watch the Golden Globes this year. I was actually yes. not going to until I saw that. Okay, fine. All right. So that uh, ceremony that happens on yep. January 6th. So we're mere weeks away, if you can yes. believe it. And it is also the start of the award season. It is award season. So. Uh, we'll get to more awards in just a minute. Oh, yeah. First, more. we have television news as we continue. Uh, speaking of Golden Globes, uh, this is something that will be happening uh, at the Golden Globes. Uh, the inaugural Golden Globe Television Achievement Award will be given to Carol Burnett. So they already do a movie award, which is the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Right. But they didn't have one for TV. Until now. Now they do. And not only will they be giving the inaugural award to Carol Burnett, but they will be naming the award after her. So it will be the Carol DeMille. Burnett. Carol DeMille. Carol Carol DeMille. The Carol Burnett (laughs) Lifetime uh, Achievement Achievement Award or Television Achievement Award or something. Yeah. Uh, Yes, this will be the TV equivalent, as you said, to the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Future recipients will be chosen based on their body of work and the lasting impact that their television career achievements have had on both the industry and on audiences. I think Carol Burnett is a good pick mm-hmm. to inaugurate this. I uh, know maybe this should have been Lucille Ball, but I guess Carol Burnett's still She's alive. She's still alive. So. <laughs> I was thinking, I was, I was just about to say, right. let's like, Lucia Bell will probably no. not get it. Uh, I could see Dick Wolf winning this eventually. <laughs> yes, I can't wait for the 2022 ceremony where Dick Wolf takes it home. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad this exists. Uh, well, speaking of dicks, don't be surprised. Dick, Dick Clark's <laughs> Dick Clark. Dick Clark was this. Dick Clark is also dead. So no, I guess not. Dick Clark is dead. Dick Clark died. Dick Clark's dead. Dick, Dick Clark is died. dead. But he's gonna be in Mary Poppins. Dick no, he's not. You're thinking Dick of Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke's what I'm thinking of. Wrong Dick. <laughs> you get your dicks mixed up. Oh God, I Come need on. Get, I need to get my dicks in a row here. You really do. <laughs> 
<laughs> dick confusion. Uh, uh, all right, let's move on to our last story. It's, of a, it's a tricky dick to situation. It's, it's very tricky dick. Last story in television is about uh, some shows that none of our audience have watched. Uh, do you know anything about Di- the programming on Disney Junior? Oh, yes. Dr. McStuffins and stuff. Okay, Doc McStuffins? Yes. Uh, Vampirina, perhaps? Uh, I know I saw a lot of them at Disney when I was there. Okay, well, it's a vampire girl. Yes, I know. In her vampire family. Well, anyways, Disney's losing people. Well, the creator of those two shows, uh, Chris Nee, uh, she is leaving for the, the Disney for Netflix. Another uh, Netflix coach. Another Netflix. A multi-year overall deal will be made, which will include content for adults. Uh, nee says uh, she will write and produce new animated and live-action series for preschool, but also for all audiences. Netflix will also get a first look at any film projects from her and her production company called Laughing Wild. Uh, she says, The beauty of Netflix is that they don't define me by what I've done in the past, but by who they think I can be in the future. That sounds like someone who is done being yeah, in kids', kids TV prison, which yep. I'm sure she was probably at Disney. Uh, Nee spent the last eight years with Disney, where she earned a Peabody Award for her programs. Uh, I have a niece uh, who is the correct age for watching all this stuff. Every time I go over there, the TV is permanently on Disney Junior. So I have seen an embarrassing amount of Vampirina. <laughs> Not so much Doc McStuffins. It seems like they rotate things in and out of their schedule. Okay. And right now, it is Doc McStuffins <laughs> free zone. There's a lot of Vampirina. There's a lot of Puppy Dog Pals. Uh, a lot of PJ masks. None of this means anything to you. No, but when I went to <laughs> Disney, I saw Doc McStuffins. Uh-huh. I just played who that was to Kristen and why the long was why the line was ridiculously long to yeah. get the picture. Kids love this stuff. Yes, kids are obsessed. But Kristen did love that it was a female doctor. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's cool. Oh, that's she's cool. a female doctor of color. Yes, and it's like that's really good. That's really good representation. I like I, I like the stuff that they're doing on that network. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's actually pretty good. They so. I don't know if we've talked about this off the on the podcast or off the podcast, but they rebooted Muppet Babies, which sounds like a terrible idea I think we because the original off. Muppet Babies sucks. Yes, but get this, the new one's actually all right. Really, like the writing's good. Like I watched some of it. Well, well, well. Like Riley, I don't know what my niece was doing. She was off playing with a toy or something. I was actually watching the show. Yeah, you were into cartoons. There's an entire episode about like where they jump into a video game. It was actually really clever. It actually some deep video game cuts. Like they referred to like they basically had a boss battle that they referred to as a boss battle in the show. And like it was actually really clever. I was like this is better than it should be. Matt, I'm about to blow your mind here. Yeah. People in our age group are now writing these are shows. Are now writing yeah, these shows. Yeah, I, I know. It's like <laughs> It's just, it's very heartening to know that kids are growing up with, like, quality stuff now. Better stuff than we had, that's for sure. Why do you think our generation is doing <laughs> yeah. with this stuff? It's good. All right, yes. let's move on, then. Uh, that's it surprise, for Surprise, surprise. Kids' cartoons are actually good. good. We are in a television animation renaissance. I think we have been since 2010. Yeah. We are in a golden age right now, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Anyways, that's it for television news. Um, uh, that, that I know of. Yeah, I don't have any more Netflix news stuff. I mean, there always is Netflix news stuff, but... Uh, there's something that's kind oh. of a bit uh, that I saw yesterday. Yes. Uh, the, the, the 
comp- the production company for BoJack Horseman is running a, uh, a sweepstakes right now. Ooh. A fundraiser sweepstakes. So you do actually have to like pay. fund like pay, like donate money okay. to. Uh, it's on Omaze. I don't know. If yes, I've heard of Omaze. Oh, they're they doing do a thing on Omaze stuff. right now where if you participate, you're eligible to be drawn in as a character in the next season of BoJack. Okay. You will not speak. Hmm. But you will be on screen in, okay. in a scene. So I, that is something you can go to. Go uh, Google Omaze and Bojack and you'll probably find it. Yeah, I know Omaze has done stuff, a lot of stuff with bands in the past mm-hmm. where you can enter drawings to meet the band and the proceeds will go to um, charity or something like that. That's what that. this is, but it's yeah. you can be... You have your face on a cartoon character in an episode of Bojack. Okay. Which is cool. Anything else? Television. Did you uh, watch anything this week? So I finished the final table. Oh, uh, yes. On Netflix. Uh huh. I talked about that. Uh, yes. I think during my solo cast. You did. Uh, that food it looks and hopefully smells delicious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to note that it, every episode did kind of feel long because there were no commercial breaks mm-hmm. and they had to fill it with a bunch of other stuff. So it did feel long especially for a competition show. But the food they created was amazing, and I recommend it wholeheartedly. Okay. So if you like food shows, uh, The Final Table. Yes. Check it out. Uh, other than that, I'm all, basically all caught up on TV. Yeah, me too. I kind of have the free time to do that. Yeah, I finally do now, too. And, like, yeah, I'm up to date on the three shows I watch right now. Yes. Oh, by the way, uh, the last episode of The Good Place that you have not watched... That is your Oscar winner right there. Or not your Oscar. Emmy winner? Your, your Emmy winner. No, I, I did watch that one, and it was amazing. It's called Janet's, and that thing will win the award. Oh, that, that, that has to be there. not win, it will be like a... That, not only should that be their Emmy uh, 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 submission. submission, that should be their Emmy submission for Darcy fucking Carden, because yeah. she is amazing in that one, and she should get the supporting act- yes. actress nom just for that yep. episode. She... Yeah, just watch The Good Place. It's the best show on television. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? All right, let's move on. Um, Cancellations so, and renewals. Uh, lastly, uh, because uh, it is December, there are Christmas specials up the wazoo everywhere. Check your local listings. Yes, Christmas specials are <laughs> happening. Get your fill of uh, Hallmark original movies. Or, or holiday baking championships. Or, yes, or holiday baking champions. <laughs> All right, cancellations and renewals. Let's get this All over right. with. Yes. First up, hit the floor, which I guess... Uh, which I guess has been in its past both on EVH1 and BET yes. at different times in the hidden history. Cancelled after four seasons. Didn't watch it. Uh, Doctor Who will be getting a 12th season in 2020 on the BBC. So yes, uh, you're this, a Whovian this season, on the calendars. Yes, that season will still include the female Doctor. Right, the current female Doctor. The current female Doctor, so we will not be getting a new Doctor. No, so. not yet. Hold your horses, everyone. Uh, much the, the much to the dismay of a lot of people on my Twitter and apparently um, some real diehard fans of this show, Comedy Central has canceled Detroiters. I did not seasons. know what that was. Everybody that I've heard that has watched it thinks it's hilarious and amazing and are very disappointed that it's being canceled. I have not seen it myself, so I can't speak to it. I mean, I don't watch Comedy Central that much. I don't have Comedy Central because I have... Uh, we, Streaming. All the services are, are blocked out of Viacom content, yeah. so I don't have any way of watching this. So thank you, even Viacom. If I wanted to. Thank you, Viacom. Thanks, Viacom. 
And then uh, Amazon uh, renewed Goliath for a third season. Uh, yes, they renewed Goliath for a third season, but they'll have like five new cast members coming, including Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Dennis Quaid. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. And then uh, deaths. We have one death this week. Age 52, Rob Deshotel. What I hotel? I don't know how you're supposed to say his last name. Deshotel? Deshotel. Deshotel? Deshotel. Deshotel. He was Age a writer and producer. Uh, some of the stuff that he worked on includes uh, the, That 70s Show and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so some, some credits on there. there. All right. That's young, 52. Yeah. Let's move on to music, and we always start music with the Billboard charts. All right. What have people been listening to since I've been gone? Your Hot 100. We have a return to number one uh, from Miss Ariana Grande after just one week away from it. Thank you, She next. bounces back up to number one with Thank You, Next. Thank you, Next. Uh, the bump was because she launched a music video, uh, and so it got the, that counts now uh, okay. uh, for streams. Yes. And so... Also, uh, she's doing that one. YouTube uh, behind-the-scenes... Yes, YouTube premium. Doc, docu stuff. Yeah. That also soon, I think. Uh, no, that that's like weekly now, or if you have YouTube premium, it's just all in one go. Okay. Then uh, number two, Sicko Mode, last week's number one, uh, Travis Scott uh, moves down a peg. Now, number three, moving up this week, Without Me uh, by Halsey. Number four, Happier by Marshmallow and Bastille. And number five, High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. I, I like that song. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's fine. I don't know. It's I, Panic at the Disco. Yeah, but, you know, for them not having, like, a real hit in, like, years. Mm-hmm. It's 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 good to see that they they still have something. The guy from Panic at the Disco was at the Game Awards again. We'll get to there. <laughs> we'll get get there. there later. But I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, we'll get there. So it was Rivers Cuomo. So I don't know. Ah. That's her off. Uh, no, you're moving into your t- hot, your hot albums. Your 200 Billboard 200, which is your album chart number one, debuting at number one this week. Championships by Meek Mill. No, thank you. All I know about Meek Mill is that he used to have a beef with Drake. They got squashed. That's all I know about Meek Mill. Okay. Um, number two, Street Gossip uh, by Little Baby. Your favorite name. Uh, it's a little baby. He is the one who drips harder. L- little baby. Little baby. Uh, Wait, is he the one that goes drip drip? He drips hard, yes. Was that, is he drip drip? Yeah, something like that. Oh. Uh, but I remember you You always liked that, that his album name. I forget what it's called. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, I guess, a different album by Little <laughs> Baby. Uh, number three, Dummy Boy by 6 9 That trash heap. Number four, A Brief Inquiry to Online Relationships. That's the really long name for that 1975 record. Yes. Uh, Christmas uh, by Michael Buble, which is not a record that was released this year. I just want to yes. clarify that is not a 2018 release. That is not Michael Buble's love. Is your current number five. That is a Christmas album. <laughs> From and probably not last Pentatonics. year. I think that's last year's Michael Buble yes. release. Uh, oh, but uh, I guess we can talk about this now real quick. I did end up listening to the 1975 album. Did you like it? Because I feel like I felt like the whole time I was listening to that, I was like, you know what, Mike might like this. You know what, you're you're right. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It is my it's, my comparison to M83 kind of in that ballpark yeah. because it definitely sounded it like M83. Sometimes. Yes, it does go into some weird jazz stuff. It does. Though. There's like a jazz song in there. Yeah. Uh, there's also like a just a a track where it's a robot voice sounding yeah. about love. Is but yeah, it it almost somebody on the internet compared that to Radiohead's "Fitter Happier," which is off of OK Computer. Okay. Where it's basically a robot 
saying a bunch of stuff and then like kind of dying at the end. <laughs> Somebody said like it's kind of like the millennial sequel to that song. And I'm like, yeah, they are kind of the same idea. Okay. But it's basically like, oh, the internet loves you and the internet will never abandon you and stuff like that. It's super weird. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, you're right. Uh, but <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. It's definitely interesting. It's in very its interesting. I like what they did. There's several songs there that I really do like and enjoy. Yeah. But as an album itself, because it's very up and down, hit and miss, mm-hmm. I can't really recommend the album. But there's several songs there that I do recommend people actually listen yeah, to. Just everything about the 1975 is just like that's so that's so single that they had before that I talked about. Yeah. The, the me too, too me too, too me too, 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 too time, too time, too time. 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 Yes. <laughs> I hate it so much. I, it, the, the it's thing catchy. I, the, the, like, the music is fine, but everything else about the 1975 just makes me so angry I that I just want to hate it. I don't know. Anyways. To me, it's like a blend of <laughs> M83 and Arcade Fire just smashed together. It, I, don't, I don't get maybe late period Arcade Fire. Yeah. Maybe like the last two records Arcade Fire. That's what I'm going off of. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's a bit of a stretch, but I don't know. No, I, I haven't listened to Arcade Fire's early stuff. You mean when they were good? I mean since they won the since the they Ar- won the, <laughs> the, the Grammy. Album of the Year Grammy that nobody Grammy. remembers. Yes. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Speaking oh. of the Grammys, new releases actually is what we got to do. Oh first. yeah, new releases. Sorry, talk about new releases. We, a, we did a side we there. De- we got derailed there. All right. So. This week, what's coming in your ears this week? Well, wow, that was a weird. I, I take that back immediately. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to say at all. What am I listening <laughs> to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here's what's out this week. Okay. That's our new bit. We do that every time. I know. Method Man, the rapper, uh, not the other Method Man, uh, with Meth, Meth, Meth Lab 2, the lithium. Is there another Method Man? I don't, I don't know. Or um, there's just Meth Odd Man? <laughs> selling with On Reflection. Uh, the, the Decemberists have a new record, Traveling On. Venom, not the... Not the comic Spider-Man book, character. not the Spider-Man, uh, not Storm, the movie. With Storm the Gates. Uh, Zane, which I'm not sure if this is Zane Malik, formerly of One Direction. Uh, it's Zane, all caps, so I think it is. I think you're right. Uh, with So it's Zane! <laughs> yes, Zane! With Icarus Falls. And those are your releases. No other albums are announced for release in 2018. We're done. Yes. Um, done with music. They're announced. There are so many albums that come out, like Christmas stuff, Pentatonix mm-hmm. maybe, but... There's no actual, like, set releases for the rest of the year. So you know what that means. It's time for some lists. It's time for some lists. So first we're going to list the Grammys. Yes, because not only is it list season, but it's also award season, as we've been talking about forever on this podcast. And I music, think this should be the title of this thing. It's going to be award season. Yep. And music is no stranger either. The Grammy nominations were released this year. Yes, Grammys uh, This usually, week, I should say. Yes, the Grammys for the year will take place usually mid-February. Yeah, and and as always, they are bizarre. I like one I, one blog uh, that I frequent referred to uh, the Grammys being in a in an alternate universe, <laughs> and they really are this year. Oh yeah, again, it's like I don't know if they just grab these things from a hat, but there are the strangest choices in the world in all of these fran- so, all of these uh, 
Uh, I think we have written down uh, album of the year and song of the year. We have record of the year, record of the year. which is different from song of the year. Yes. The difference is, is that record of the year is credited to the producers. Yes. Uh, and song of the year is credited to the, the writers. writers. That is my understanding. Yes. I don't know why they do it like that. They just do. And that's not... To say album of the year, which is credited to the artist. Yes. They're all different. I don't know why they do it like that. It's dumb. Anyways. <laughs> Your record of the year nominations. I Like It by Cardi B. The Joke by Brandy Carlisle. This is America by Childish Gambino. God's Plan by Drake. Shallow, uh, the Stars Born song from Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Uh, all the Stars... Uh, Featuring uh, with uh, by Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar featuring SZA. That's the Black Panther song, right? Rockstar by Post Malone and Twenty One Savage. The Middle by Zed, um, Marin Morris and Gray. All three of them. Those yeah. are your record of the year. Uh, what's what do you think that one? What do you how do you think that'll go? That's uh, quite variety there. <laughs> it really is a lot. That's a lot to take in. I mean, your your uh, probably airplay favorite there is. Uh, Weirdly Probably enough, I think that would actually be Drake? Post Malone. Post I feel Malone? like that was your number one longest out of yeah. all these songs. God's Plan was actually not Drake's big number one. No, that year. was Nice For What. It was Nice For What, no, but then it was In My Feelings. Oh, yeah, In My in Feelings. In My Feelings was actually the longest number one he uh, trail he had this year. Mm -hmm. Surprised that's not in its place. Um, but yeah, I don't know where they would go, this one. This one's weird to me. Yeah, I'm not quite totally sure. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for some of these songs, but then it's like, Such what? weird, weird group of songs. Then album of the year is even stranger. Uh, yes. You have Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. You have By the Way I Forgive You by Brandi Carlisle. Scorpion by Drake. Her by Her, which I had never heard of whatever Her is. It's H dot yeah. E dot R. Before these, these nominations, hit, I had never heard of this. Yeah. I'm like, where, where did this come from? Uh, Beer Box of Bentley's by Post Malone. Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet. Uh, the Black Panther album, uh, mostly by pa Kendrick Lamar, but it's technically credited to various artists. Yes, but... Kendrick my favorite Lamar. my favorite band, various favorite artists. Favorite band, they're everywhere. And the one that should win, and hopefully will win, Golden Hour by Casey Musgrave. You say that, but I think this one is actually Janelle Monet because really? the Grammys love Janelle Monet. I also love Janelle Monet, but she I did. do not think that this is her year. I've uh, yet to listen to her album, that, though. That album's good. I like okay. it. Uh, I, there's a really, really strong uh, songs on that. If she's if Janelle Monae wins anything, though, this year at the Grammys, it will be for video for her song Pink. Uh, that video is good. Uh, you know that's going up against uh, This Is America. I know, and <laughs> I know it'll probably lose, but whatever. Anyways, yeah, the album in the air, I really think that this is, I think Casey has a chance. I, I know it doesn't seem like it, but I think she has a chance. I mean, she's that song has been getting like top fives across the board, and we'll get to that people later. Love, people love that album. and We'll get that later, but yes, but also <laughs> that Janelle Monáe album has also been yeah, in the yeah. very same You're boat. You're not wrong. Uh, the, there was one uh, uh, person on the internet, I forget who it was, but made a joke, though, that they think it would be really, really hilarious if, uh, oh my god... Holy crap. What? Oh, boy. Look at your phone. Uh, anyways. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That, oh. That's a shocker. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> um, let's get through this. Yeah, Jesus quickly. Christ. Oh, bah, bah, bah. where was I? I was talking um, about... Janelle Monáe's album. Uh, albums. <laughs> uh, Mitski. Uh, I mean, I was talking about... Uh, bah, bah, People bah. were liking Janelle Monáe's album or something. Oh, right, right. I don't remember. I, oh, I, that's what it was. Uh, I saw somebody on the internet saying that it's hilarious that Kendrick Lamar has, uh, hasn't ever been nominated for Album of the Year for any of his actual albums. Yeah. So they think it would be really funny if Black Panther won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd have one. But wasn't really his. Yeah. But anyways, let's move on because uh, that that's that. Uh, also uh, notable in the Grammy nominations was uh, um, best new artist. Best new artist. Uh, we have some weird, weird, weird choices here. And some of them I've never heard of. Chloe X Holly. I don't know who Hallie? that is. Holly. I don't know what this is. Luke Combs. That is the country guy. He okay. should win. <laughs> the hilarious mess known as Greta Van Fleet. Which is that band that thinks they're Led Zeppelin? Yes. Yeah. Uh, her, again. Her. Album of the Year nominated, so her. Dua Lipa, who I have heard of. Yes. Uh, Margot Price, who put out a record last year. She's not new, uh, but it was actually really good. Uh, I like Margot Price. B.B. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rexa, who has been, like, kind of featured. Been tr- trying to be made happen for the last three years. Yes, I featured everywhere, never heard of albums. And another one I haven't heard of, uh, Jorha Smith? Smith? Georgia, Georgia Smith? Yorha? Yorha? I don't know. It's it's with J's, so yeah. I don't know if it's silent or not. Uh, so that's uh, Grammys. We'll see what happens there in February. 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 Right. Lastly, in um, in uh, music news, we have a seasonal favorite here. Not lastly, but... Okay, well, one of the last... There's a weird gap. Uh, uh, no, I gap there. <laughs> Uh, if you've been uh, the, uh, the fan of Christmas music, you know one of those Christmas staples baby, is it's Baby, cold It's Cold Outside. Because, goddammit, it is cold outside. Uh, baby, It's Cold Outside is in the news this year because it's always a, uh, a, a hot topic. Even though the no song is intended. cold. <laughs> no pun intended uh, during this season uh, because it's very extremely... It's extremely divisive because it is basically based on a man coercing a woman to basically sleep with him and stay overnight at his place instead of going outside. Yes, uh, but do you know he's trying to charm and woo her? Yeah, but kind of, it's pretty creepy. It is. I'm of the mind that it's kind of like messed up and I'm not 100% sure if it needs to be played anymore. Well, a uh, Cleveland radio station had the same thought. Uh, Star 102 became the first, I say became in past tense, uh, because of today, uh, the first U.S. radio station to pull the classic holiday song. This was uh, followed by several major Canadian broadcasters announcing that they too would pull the song. Uh, This was reversed, that Cleveland station reversed their decision today and decided to put it back on the airwaves. Ah, dang it. I know. (laughs) I was pissed when I saw it. I was like, come on. They, they They succumbed to the internet trolls that wouldn't let them... Uh, get away with it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like if you're a radio station, you should have the freedom to be like, nah, this song's not cool. Let's play a different song. There are so many Christmas songs. There are so many Christmas song guys. Please, any other Christmas song. It's not hard. Like, there's so many better ones. There's so many songs that have good messages in them. 
We don't have to play the one that has a little bit of a messed up message. Also, this song's been covered by plenty of people since. We don't have to play the visual anymore. Also, <laughs> also, it's not a Christmas song. It's a winter song. It is, it is a cold weather song. They don't it's say, not about Christmas. They don't say Christmas anywhere or reference <laughs> it anywhere. It's just... It's cold outside, which, Get, yes, it is, but, so, you know, this is also a, like, yeah. January, February, March. So. Also, also, it's important to note here, no one is taking away this song from you. You can literally look it up on YouTube and play it immediately. Spotify has yet to pull it. Spotify <laughs> still has it. No one is keeping you from this song. Just because they don't play it on your favorite radio station does not mean that it has disappeared from the earth. They are not taking away <laughs> your precious songs, just like they're not taking away your precious guns. They're coming for it. They're coming for our songs! <laughs> uh, if you wanted to know, uh, the song was written in 1944 and won the Academy Award uh, for Best Original Song from the 1949 film Neptune's Daughter. Fun facts. Yes, everybody. we have a Academy but, Award song. But did you hear me? 1949. Yes, the song is definitely of its time. All right, let's move on. Fleetwood Mac in news this week because Lindsey Buckingham has finally settled his lawsuit. Oh my gosh, so this story we started way back in January. We did. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham was fired from the band and then sued them for it. Well, he uh, wasn't fired, he just wasn't notified of yeah, their tour. Basically, they were like, yeah, we're going to tour and we're not going to tell Lindsay. Don't tell him. Uh, he has settled his lawsuit against his former bandmates following a, his surprise firing back in January. While the details of the settlement are not known, Buckingham did comment that he was, quote, happy enough with it, and that he's not out here trying to twist the knife at all. I'm trying to look at this with some level of compassion, some level of wisdom. Uh, he says, Despite all this, he did say that he would be open to reuniting with his former bandmates in some capacity at some point. That's nice. Uh, he has <laughs> actually been in nice. talks with several of the bandmates. Uh, not to actually go on tour, but just to say, like, hey, we're still good. And, like, yeah. so, some of the bandmates were like, we miss you. We didn't mean for this to go down this way. But, you know, Stevie Dixon yeah. has bones to pick with you. Yeah. But apparently things aren't as terrible as everyone once thought. They'll get on speaking terms. Expect a tour in like two years. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, lastly in music, as we mentioned, it's list time. If you not don't not, not lisp, list, but, list but lists. If you don't know what I mean by that, this is when all your favorite uh, publications, whether they be about movies, music, television, anything... Uh, this is when they post their top 10s or top 100s. Like, like, like a media. Yeah, media, you could say. <laughs> a boat of it, if you will. A boot um, of it. We Hold are on. ourselves going to uh, do some, <laughs> do I, some I lists of our own coming up soon uh, in podcast form, as well as maybe website form. I have yet to decide whether we're going to do that again. Ah! <laughs> we'll talk about that. Our fire alarm's going off. Fun. Kill it. Kill it with fire. <laughs> Take it outside. <laughs> Open a window. Help. Something. Help. Please Help. Do Help. Anyways, that doesn't work at all. Push it again. Push it. There we go. Push it good. Uh, anyways. <laughs> you know, the fire works here. Now we know. Yes. All right. All right. It's okay. I know. We're so hot. We did it all the time at our old place. Like on purpose. Nothing's changed, really. Uh, anyways. Uh, but yes, lists, uh, we have a couple, uh, but music lists are uh, my favorite. Uh, I love looking at everybody's different music lists. 
usually, um, I don't necessarily um, uh, form into the m music lists in the mainstream. This year, though, I don't know what's happening. But my picks are being picked, and I don't know what's going on. As I said before, <laughs> with uh, children's television, yeah. you're trying to... Our yeah, people I, are starting to write this lists, stuff. I guess, I don't know. But uh, we're uh, not going to talk about all of the websites that release lists this week, because that would be insane. Yes. Uh, so instead, we're going to focus on one of them. Uh, NPR, uh, your public radio friends, uh, released their top songs and top albums of the year. And if you're wondering why we pick NPR... One, Something everybody has access to. One, everyone has access to. Two, they always do those like pre-release uh, albums They do, stuff. yes. So I figured, like, hey, you know, they're usually on top of this stuff. They are. So let's go with them. And sure enough... Instead of, like, uh, Billboard, which is, like, biased. And, yeah, sure enough, I have heard every single one of the top uh, five songs that they have on this five songs list. The top five songs include Your Dog by Soccer Mommy. That's a good song. Uh, Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Also a good song. Uh, Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet, also a good song. I should stop saying that because I'm going to say that. Yes. My uh, pick for number two, actually, of the year, Night Shift by Lucy Dacus. And uh, This Is America by Childish Gambino, as we just mentioned, is your is their pick for number one. Yeah, okay. Uh, which is uh, fine. I wouldn't put that on my top five, but I could see why I somebody can, I could see why it is. Uh, number ten on that was Casey Musgrave, Space Cowboy. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, any song off that record is good. Yes. Uh, their album list, uh, their top five included Room 25 by No Name, Historians by Lucy Dacus, Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves, Be the Cowboy by Mitski, and Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae took their top spot. Mm -hmm. This is the first time where I can say I've listened to all five of those records. And do you agree with that list? Uh, I, do, I agree with four out of... Actually, I agree with all of these being on this list. <laughs> I think they're all excellent records. Um, only one... Actually, two of these are not on my top ten. And we'll get to that. So other three are, which is crazy to me. Like, I can't believe. And two of them, yes, two of them are in my top five. Actually, no, three of, actually, yeah, all three of those are in my top five. I was going to say, I don't think we're doing top ten. I think we're doing top fives for our lists. So, yes, we are doing top fives. However, for the, I the articles? Also, I, I feel like we, maybe for the articles we should do top tens. Yeah, I, I can do because that. Because I just feel dirty not having... The rest of these on there because this was year it was impossible for me to narrow it down. We also listened to a lot of. Stuff. I need that full ten this year. I needed it. Okay, uh, we could do top five for the podcast and yeah, then top ten, top ten for the for the written. All right, let's move on. That was it for music. Did you listen to anything this week? Uh, I listened to the nineteen seventy five right, album. You did. We, you already we talked about, about that. Uh, this week, I'm trying to think if I listened to anything else new. No, I was pretty much just I was re-listening to a lot of things to try to net like. Nailed down my top five. I'm I did it finally, that. but man, it was like pulling teeth for me. I'm gonna have to do that <laughs> uh, this upcoming week because we'll talk about this after the podcast. But yeah, oh, those lists got to be coming in it was soon. So hard. Let's move into something that wasn't as hard: uh, video games. Oh, okay. I was gonna say something else that wasn't as hard, but okay. Yeah, we already did that joke. <laughs> video games. Let's talk about video games first. Up in video games is new releases this week. A couple of things coming out. Uh, if you're on Xbox, and especially Xbox Game Pass, you'll be happy to know that below the indie uh, game that's been teased for like the last three years for Xbox One is finally coming out. Game Pass uh, subscribers will have access to this for free, or I guess not free, but in their service. Yes, so, Game Pass access. But you can also buy it if you do not have Game Pass. Uh, below, finally out this week. I will definitely give this a try for next week. 
Okay. Uh, Tony Hawk's Skater Jam, uh, which is a Tony Hawk uh, sponsor, like I guess starring a, a skateboarding video game for iOS, uh, comes out this week as well. This is his first post-Activision deal expiring uh, skateboarding game. Right, and normally we don't talk about like mobile games, but, yeah, but it's a Tony this is Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. <laughs> and the first time he's ever sponsored something yeah. since the series. Uh, but let's move into the big news this week. Big news in video games, of course, was the Game Awards. Woo! This is Jeff Keighley's finance big game explosion of awards, but not really mo- not really the star being awards. The star mostly being the announcements. Yes. A lot of games always get announced at these Game Awards, and this year was no different. But first, what actually won? But yeah, if you do actually care about the awards, this was the year of Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, all except for Game of the Year, which did not go to Red Dead Redemption. Instead, it went to God of War, Woo! one of your favorites this year. Yes. Uh, God of War took top honors uh, also for Game Direction. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, though, uh, picked up Best Narrative. Uh, uh, Monster Hunter World won Best RPG. Dragon Ball Fighters won Best Fighting Game. Uh, and then a smattering of other awards happened. Yeah, uh, um, Fortnite basically won all of the... Everything else. Everything else. <laughs> except for Best Esport, which was Overwatch. Which was weird, because, like, I don't know. Like Esports? Esports is weird, man. It is. Uh, but that wasn't, of course, like I said, the star of the game, of game Awards. The stars were the new game announcements, and we had a bunch of them. Yeah, so as we noted two weeks ago, there's going to be... 20 new game announcements. So here's and some they of them. delivered. Yeah, here's some of them. This is not in chronolo- chronological order. These were kind of smattered about. This is about how I discovered them. First up, Nintendo announced a new challenger for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which also launched on Friday. We'll yes. talk about that in a bit. Uh, but Challenger Pack 1, which will be the first paid DLC uh, for the game, will have Joker from Persona 5. Yes, and people uh, are surprisingly excited about yeah. this. People love Persona. Uh, this will be yes. the first Persona character in Smash. Right. Uh, so Persona notably has not been on a Nintendo console. So note <laughs> that, but also note that not only will we get the new character from yeah. Persona, but we'll get a new stage from Persona right. and some music from Persona in this as well. So yes, this will be a whole pack, as the name implies, of Persona goodness. Uh, next up, uh, also announced at the, at the, at the show... Uh, Crash Team Racing will be getting a HD uh, remake in, uh, following uh, the Crash uh, collection that came out last and, year. Yes, and it looks good. I just hope it's not going to cost the exact same amount. No. For one game, yeah. I would see them releasing that for 20 bucks. Uh, they better, because yeah. if it's anything over that, no. But yeah, people love Crash Team Racing. I uh, loved it. I beat it several times. When they announced this, I immediately thought of you. I was like, oh, well, Mike's going to be happy. Yeah, I was. Crash Team Racing. Uh, also announced uh, the next Supergiant Games game. Those are the guys who brought you Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. Ooh, Their like new game games. is Hades, which is a looks like a roguelike kind of run-based um, isometric perspective action game. Uh, that is right now in early access, exclusively on, and this was another big story this week. I kind of talked about it in my solo show, but this was its coming out party at the Game Awards. This, the Epic, Epic Games Game. Store. Yes, the Steam Competitor. So this is Epic's uh, Steam Competitor, which is built into their launcher. And this Game Awards was full of companies that made deals to make their games exclusive on the Epic Games Store. Uh, Supergiant did make uh, it clear that Hades will, after it exits early access, will be in, uh, released on Steam. 
Okay. But as of now, as long as it's an early access, it will be exclusive to the uh, to the Epic Game Store. So the guess the question is how long does early access last? So it depends. It looks like they have a pretty uh, stringent schedule for that game. I guess in the uh, uh, menu screen for that game, it actually has a countdown for when next updates will be released. Okay. So Supergiant is on it. They are right. doing a better job than a lot of uh, previous pre like previous uh, pre release games uh, game studios do. So okay. so yeah, that's available now if you want to play Hades. Ultimate Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was also announced. That, of course, is the third in the Marvel Ultimate Alliance series, a series that goes back to the PS2. Yes, uh, I was surprised that this was announced. It had been dormant for a very, very long time. Uh, they will be going to the Cosmic Route with Guardians of the Galaxy and yes. with the Infinity Stones and yeah. Thanos. Everybody Marvel is in this. X-Men are in this, which is yes. weird. But <laughs> do note, this is not the Crystal Dynamics Square Enix game. That is something completely different. Right, this is not really thought, that Avengers game. Well, everyone thought that game was going to be an Ultimate Alliance game. Nope. Nope. Also, this Ultimate Alliance 3 yeah. is Switch only. Right, because this is being financed by Nintendo. This is being published by Nintendo. Apparently, they ponied up the money for this in a Bayonetta-style move, where they're like, well, nobody else wants to make this game, we'll make this game happen. <laughs> Uh, however, development is being done even stranger uh, by Team Ninja, them <laughs> of Ninja Gaiden fame. Yes. Um, also, uh, Dead or Alive, uh, more recently, um, shoot, what else did they do? They put out something last year. Uh, but yeah, it's a weird, weird mix of companies that are involved in this thing. So, But people are excited. People love those Marvel Ultimate Alliance games back in the day. I, I'm one of them. Then, yeah, the new one. I'll, I'll steal your I mean, Switch to play it. Or you could, I don't know, buy yourself a Switch sometime. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. You should probably get a Switch. Yeah, I'll do that. Someday. <laughs> I'm not saying soon. <laughs> not putting Call a time table on it. Anyways. Uh, also announced, well, the, a trailer out uh, for Psychonauts 2. Uh, so that's still happening. Yep. That, of course, was uh, financed from Fig. Remember Fig? Yes, where you paid. You you pay and you become an investor. Yeah. That's the thing about Fig is it's like crowdfunding with investment. Uh, but yeah, Fig uh, uh, had their website smack dab on that end of that trailer. So that's yeah. still a Fig thing. But yeah, uh, that looks like a sequel to Psychonauts. <laughs> Some people are really excited. I'm like, I don't know. Psychonauts is fine. I'm really curious about how they make that game in 2018. Because that first game is very of its time. Right. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. And people have been wanting a sequel. Yeah. They'll get it now. No, You're like something. 15 years later or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Also announced a re-release of the Stanley Parable called Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. I believe this is the console release. It will be coming on consoles for the first time. Yes, PS4 and Xbox One, as well as uh, this version will be on PC as well. Okay. But yeah, so people who haven't played the Stanley Parable, like me, uh, will finally get to play it. I've watched people play it, and I think it's a hilarious it's game. It's funny. Yes, that's the thing, is that game is supposed to be funny. Yes. Also announced, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, the next Mortal Kombat game. We, all we saw so far was a teaser trailer. Uh, people who are big fans of the Mortal Kombat series have already kind of peeled it apart and been like, okay, this takes place during the Mortal Kombat 4 kind of story area of the original series. Because Whatever that means. If you know anything about the, like, the, the last couple Mortal Kombat games, no. their stories have been loosely based on the events of... 
the previous trilogy. I because the whole concept that. of Mortal Kombat 9, the game that was released just as normal Mortal Kombat, yeah. was that a rift in time happened and the events of the first games were replaying but oh. in different ways. It, they did it... That sounds dumb, but they did it, it in a clever way. And the story mode in that game was actually really cool. Uh, so this is the, the kind of the third in that new in this new trilogy of uh, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X, and then this one. So I'm excited. I love Mortal Kombat. So yeah. I'm excited to see where this right. goes. Um, we also uh, got a, a teaser for the next Dragon Age game, which is notable because uh, we previously to this awards did not know uh, whether the uh, team over at Bioware was working on anything that wasn't Anthem. Mm-hmm. Now we know that there is at least some sort of semblance of a Dragon Age project in the works. Yes. No news on whether this is a proper Dragon Age 4 or 3. 4? Four? 4. 4. Yeah, because there was 2 and then there was Inquisition. Inquisition. Uh, so no one knows if this is a, like a smaller game, is a spinoff. No one knows what the hell this is. We probably won't see nor, no hide nor hair of this until after Anthem's out. Speaking of Anthem, they did another Speaking trailer. Of Anthem, they put out more stuff about Anthem, mm-hmm. a new trailer for that. That looks all right. Yeah. Looks like Destiny. Yeah. It looks like it, EA's dead. It looks like it lost, though. Yeah, right. Um, so, That's uh, a February game. Yes. Also, nope, we're naming these games all from the same award show. Yeah, this just kept coming. Yeah. Also, Far Cry New Dawn, uh, which was, T, uh, I believe, DLC Well, so art, there was a, like, box new... art uh, leaked of this yeah. thing before the awards happened. Uh, so people kind of knew what it was going to be before the trailer. But the trailer confirmed that this is basically a direct sequel uh, to Far Cry 5. It takes place after the event of tar- Far Cry 5. Spoilers for Far Cry 5. Apparently a uh, nuclear explosion happens Ooh. at the end of that game. Yes. And everything is destroyed. So this game takes place much after that. So the apocalypse has happened. This is the post-post-apocalypse. Because now everything has been like growing and it's vibrant again. And people are starting a new, uh, basically a new civilization of sorts except of course people still want to kill each other and that's the setup for this game because it's a Far Cry game because it's a Far Cry game so it'll probably use the same maps as Far Cry 5 just like how uh, Far Cry Primal used the same maps as 4 yeah but those maps were just like flipped upside down or something (laughs) but yeah but yeah this will be similar kind of extension to an existing Far Cry game Uh, they did also say that this will not be a full price release this will be $40 okay so yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, also announced, um, Rage Two got a new trailer. That was not an announcement, but yeah, Rage Two continues to exist. That's the car thing. Well, it's it's the sequel it's to Rage, scene. which is a shooter. Yeah, it has cars, it has, has vehicle cars. stuff going on, but it's yeah, it's kind of weird stuff. I don't know why they're making Rage I don't Two. Know, it's anarchy. The Pathless. I don't actually remember what the Pathless was. I don't remember either. <laughs> Moving on. A new trailer for Devil May Cry 5. We knew that the game was already coming out. Just a new trailer. And then uh, The Outer Worlds, uh, which was kind of the big thing for me. I thought this was the coolest thing. Our downstairs neighbors uh, over at Bethi- uh, of, uh, of Obsidian. Obsidian. This is their uh, big project. And we're going to go right in. That brings us right into our next. Unless we have anything else for the video game? No, that's it. Uh, I mean, there were some other announcements probably in there. So there's pretty looking trailers yes. for games oh, that have names yes. that I don't remember. Uh, they also <laughs> dropped the first like two minutes of the Kingdom Hearts 3 opening yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, it looks yeah. beautiful. That thing is basically gold at this point. Yeah, it's done. That thing will be out next month. I, I know. I want it right now. I want a Christmas holiday. Soon. Soon. Okay, so let's talk about The Outer Worlds. So yeah, as yes. we mentioned, we've been following this Obsidian story. 
Obsidian. This is their big game to kind of prove themselves after kind of just putting out smaller releases over the last decade. Yes. This uh, is when this, this is their, their name. This, this is basically their... them saying, we're not doing Pillars of Eternity anymore. No. We're, we want to do full games. This is also their first major announcement after their uh, purchase by Microsoft. So you would think this thing would be an Xbox exclusive so game. There's some, yeah, there's some questions about how it's going to be released. Well, let's squash that now. Uh, it will be still in a partnership with Take-Two and will be thus a multi-platform release. There will be a PS4 version of The Outer Worlds. It will not be Microsoft exclusive. Um, so yeah, uh, they basically, were, there was other reasons why Microsoft wanted them on their side, not just because of how good this game looked. But I'm pretty sure that they demoed this to Microsoft saying, this is what we're building. Yeah. This is the first thing we're building. Right. If you like this, yeah. we have something else cooking as well. So yeah, if you're curious about what the Outer Worlds looks like it is, it looks like Fallout-y. It's like Fallout-y with like with a little space. Borderlands and space all kind of all pushed into like a blender and blended yeah. up. They're really going hard on the Fallout connection, though. In the trailer, they even say like they even reference like from the original the, Fallout, the original <laughs> developers of Fallout, and and from like people who brought you New Vegas. So, like they're really leaning hard on we are the Fallout people, like, which is funny because Fallout seventy six. It's yeah. basically turning a lot of people off. Oh, man, yeah. So it's good time to release a trailer for something like this because people want a game like that yeah. because 76 was not that. So I, I, it got me interested. So I'm really excited to see how Outer Worlds turns out. All right. And maybe I'll go downstairs and get a demo. You can try. <laughs> try. Uh, next up, uh, we have a story about Steam and, uh, Steam and Valve. Valve is making some changes over at Steam, and it's not just in response to uh, the Epic Game Store. No. Uh, but they're also targeting games that feature themes of child exploitation, uh, specifically games with sex scenes or nudity where the characters are in high school. Yes. Yeah. Child exploitation doesn't mean kids. These means... Uh, minors. Uh, minors. Minors. Not adults. Not, not adults. 18 plus. Yeah. They've removed the store pages of several visual novels that featured school settings and adult elements centered around anime-styled characters who appear young, like high school age. Developers of these games have gone on to ensure that the characters are at least 18 and gone to lengths in their games to express this. South Korea... Uh, this is a different story, sorry. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the, that's... Uh, they'll they'll like make note, like, the game will open on yeah. someone's 18th birthday. Right. Or they'll, they'll be like... You, we're going to this place. You need an ID to get in. This is common. ID. This is common, especially in Japanese media, yes. where age things are a little bit of a weird kind of gray area. Yes. Uh, but uh, obviously, well, Steam is an American, like Valve is an American company. They're looking at this with an American lens and be like, "It's kind of weird. This is literally illegal here. Right? Like, let's crack down on some of these yeah. high school appearing games." Well, because though, even though they they say they're eighteen. The way they look and are drawn is very, not. Is very yeah. yeah, not really age. It's it's a trope. Borderline age appropriate. In a lot of visual novels, anime, manga in the past, it's it's a very common trope. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, next up, uh, the South Korean government. Uh, they're taking a stand against boosting, which so, is basically like cheating to level up. Yeah, it's basically having someone actually I have it written down in there, but mm-hmm. it's a. Having someone else play your character in order to level up 
your stats. All right, yeah, you have, when a gamer logs into another gamer's account to play a ranked game to increase their ranking. Yes. Got it. Uh, But yeah, they're making, uh, they're trying to pass a bill that makes it a crime. Penalty for boosting now would be imprisonment for up to two years, or a fine up to the equivalent of $18,000. Right, I think it was like uh, 100,000 whatever their currency is. Yeah, so League of Legends Riot Games have already taken a stance on boosting within their games. And this new law will take this punishment to the next level. That's a game joke for you. Yeah, next level. (laughs) Don't boost these laws, though. Yeah. And that is it for video game news. Uh, There is a side note, um, not with South Korea, but with China. They recently cracked down on 20 games because of microtransactions. Yeah. The two big ones being PUBG and... League of Legends? No, no. No? Fortnite? Fortnite. Fortnite. And Fortnite. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's a thing that's happening, but that's China, and they're always doing stuff. Basically, they have six months to correct their stuff. Otherwise, they will pull their games. Don't yeah. be worried. Don't be alarmed yet. So we'll see what happens with that. But I will be alarmed because there's a new <laughs> Smash Brothers. <laughs> new challenger is approaching. Alright, so Uh, so yeah, this is the only video game I played, so I'll try to be quick. This is the fifth iteration? This is the fifth Super Smash Bros. game. So yes, I played Super Smash Bros. Ultimate this past weekend. It came out on Friday. Um, And yeah, that's a Super Smash Bros. game. I don't know if you've played a Super Smash Bros. game, but this is that. So I've I haven't had time to one play it to watch other people play it. Yeah. I've seen just quick highlights of it. Right. And from what I can gather, this thing is literally the ultimate Smash Brothers. So yeah, it takes everything that people love about the series. In fact, it literally takes everything. Mm-hmm. It, all the stages and characters from previous games are all back. Um, the, the 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 game plays very similar to the last game, the Wii U game, except a little tighter. They tighten things up a little. They've altered the physics a little, so you fall a little faster. You jump a little. Like things seem a little tighter. Okay. Controls. It feels good. That's the first thing that I uh, noticed when I picked up a controller is that it feels really good. They nailed a feel to it. It's still not Melee, so people who are expecting, or people who have been dreaming about a game that beats Melee, uh, this is not that still. (laughs) I don't think you're ever going to get a game that feels like that again, because the uh, creators themselves even said that they thought Melee, like, worked, like, ran too fast, and it wasn't adequately, like, balanced. So this is the closest, though, that they've gotten to feeling like that. So I think that Melee players should at least give it a try. But yeah, if you're a Nintendo fan, this is a Nintendo fan's dream. Uh, It's packed full of references and and homages and characters and stages and music. I feel like even the characters themselves are like 85 characters in total. That's not not quite that high, but 60-something. 60-something. Like trophies on top of that referencing other stuff. Uh, uh, Yeah, and then a whole... uh, new mode uh, that kind of even goes deeper into the Nintendo uh, and video game uh, fandom. It's called um, the something of light. I forget what it is. Oh, the World of Light. The World of Light, thank you. Yes. Uh, World of Light, which is their new uh, single player content. So this is basically your single player content. It's a campaign of sorts where you're like going level to level. You're fighting, though the catch is, is that you're fighting... Uh, existing fighters, but you're fighting them as if they were pretending to be, or if they have absorbed the soul of like the another version. character in video games. The dark version. So, for example, so for example, uh, 
one uh, go-to is that they have a battle where you're supposedly battling Mar- Rabid Mario from the Mario vs. Rabbids game. Mm-hmm. Uh, except you're battling just regular Mario wearing bunny ears and holding a ray gun. Mm-hmm. Basically, the game has creative ways of being like, this is like that character, but using a character that's actually in, in Super Smash Brothers. Right. And you win these, and then you actually get the souls of those characters to use in like a buffer way. So, for example, once you get that Mario Rabbid, he becomes a soul that you can apply as a sticker to your character, and that buffs a stat. Like, hmm. that'll be like, oh, you'll, you're, you're, uh, plus, attacks do plus this, one plus damage. And there's also sub-souls that you can put on your character as well that also do a weird thing. Like, oh, it increases your jump uh, speed or something like that. Then on top of that, you level up. So it's like Soul Calibur-ish. Mm-hmm. It is Soul Calibur-y, uh, for sure. And then on top of that, you also level up your character, uh, kind of across the board. And there's a skill tree where you can hey. increase your skills and stuff through this that. This thing sounds, like, insane. insane. Yeah, it's, it's a 20-hour-plus campaign. Easily. This is also a how you can unlock a lot of the characters, which is something I'll get to in a second. Um, so, yeah, this is the... Be, like the bulk of your single player content is in this but then on top of that is also the rest of super smash brothers so your traditional smash modes your customizable smash modes your uh classic mode that's actually this time customized for different characters mm-hmm. so for example pac-man's uh, uh classic mode will have uh like cute like references to arcade games throughout <laughs> so they've all been customized for the character that you play as which is really really cool um, and then, like, your online modes, which, of course, you will have to have the online, the Switch online service to play. Um, and all sorts of uh, traditional Smash stuff is in there as well. Now, here is the one big catch that I think that people are finally finding out about this game that was not clear before it came out. When you first play the game, you will only have access to eight characters. Is it the original eight? It is the original eight from the first game. Okay. So, if you're planning on, say, having people over to play <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and play all the new characters, well, good luck, because it literally will take you hours, if not days, to unlock all of the characters that are in this game. Yeah. How did Chris handle that? <laughs> so he didn't. We ended up playing with, like, like half the roster. Essentially, we didn't have all the characters, so I did not play a lot of the new characters. I played some of the new characters, but not all of them, uh, because we didn't have access to many of them. Like I didn't play Isabel from Animal Crossing. I don't know how she mm-hmm. plays, but I did play uh, Ridley. Uh, Ridley's weird, <laughs> and I did play uh, Ken from Street Fighter. Okay, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He plays like Raiden, which yeah. no surprise. Um, but but yeah, and so it's like it, it's it's going to be a task. To unlock everybody, and that kind of sucks. Like, I wish there was, like, maybe, like, a code that you could put in to unlock everybody, but no. Did you try the Konami code? No, it didn't work. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> it doesn't work. But, yeah, so there are ways that are, the game does tell you uh, that you can uh, reliably unlock these characters, which is if you play the single-player content. If you play through World of Light, you will unlock most of everybody. If you play the classic mode, then you'll kind of unlock the rest. Uh, supposedly if you play classic mode with those eight characters eventually by the time you're done you will unlock most of the characters okay the other way is built in like so that way people who focus on multiplayer modes can also get a chance 
there's a timer, supposedly, I say supposedly because in our experience this did not work reliably, uh, but supposedly every 10 minutes you're supposed to encounter a character organically and the winner of the previous fight is supposed to then fight uh, the um, the new challenger to unlock it. And then you beat him and it unlocks him. Yeah. yeah. If you beat him and unlock him, you fail, the game does tell you that there is a way through like a menu that you can rematch any character you've encountered. Okay. So if you lose to Wolf, you can then go and unlock Wolf later with a different character if you want. Okay. So yeah, there, there's stuff that's built in, but that didn't, like I said, that wasn't reliable for us. We were playing for hours and never encountered another character. So I don't know how reliable that is. Some people are saying if you turn off and turn back on your Switch, it resets that timer and you can kind of game the system that way. Right. So yeah, the internet right now is like all trying to figure out what the best, most efficient way to unlock everybody, but still... It's kind of still a mystery. So that sucks. I'm going to well, just lay it down. That That is bad. The I other, wish that you had access to them. Right. Well, the other bad thing I've heard from this game is the online matching system. Yes, I hear the netcode is crap. So if you, wanna, if you went on to an online game this past weekend, you probably had a bad time. And I don't know if Nintendo has any plans on patching this because notoriously they didn't do that anything at all for Brawl or the Wii U's uh, online modes in any point in their release. However, back then, people didn't pay for Nintendo Online service. Now they do. So yeah. I feel like having a paid subscriber base I think might you... actually give them the impetus to patch this game. Yeah. So here's hoping... I think also because it. it is a paid subscriber mm-hmm. base that people are expecting more from it because you yeah. are paying for it. It's not a free service. You would hope. You would hope. And so hopefully Nintendo will change their, their previous ways and actually do something about the, the netcode for this game. Because, yeah, I hear it's bad. Uh, also, people who want one-on-one online matches will have to wait because you have to play, apparently, the four-player matches a lot in order to unlock a different mode that allows you to play one-on-one. One-on-one online? Yeah. Okay. One-on-one online is not available from the beginning. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, basically, all of this should sound very familiar if you've ever played a Super Mario Brothers game because it's, they're doing that again. It's all this like pretty much the same stuff that you've uh, you've seen in the past, except even more polished, even fancier, even more expansive. If you like Super Smash Brothers, this is a no-brainer. Like you have to own this game. If you don't like Super Smash Brothers, then there is nothing that this game will do that will convince you to uh, like otherwise because it's that. Is that game. Uh, so is this the holiday game of the year? I think it was sell gangbusters. I think that this will be a huge success. Already in Japan, I think it sold 1.6 million. That's right. It's all first weekend. Uh, yeah, I think six was the final number. Okay. So yeah, it was just like, it was crazy. It's already selling like hotcakes over there and, and presumably here as well, where numbers are not as easily accessible. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so Super Smash Brothers, it's a game. Uh, get it if you if that sounded good to you. If you're a Nintendo fan, it is a must-have. All right. Well, I don't have a Nintendo, so I must not have it. <laughs> you must get a Switch. Well, we must, must end Switch. this. <laughs> we must end this. Uh, that'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast, this long-ass one hundred one one uh, almost two hours hour fifty uh, and change here. If you let's plug liked away what you heard. We are live most Wednesdays. Uh, the holidays are going to come up very quickly again, so I don't know if we'll do a show uh, reliably for the last next two weeks. But yeah, we'll try to do some sort of uh, live show for you next week. Uh, we'll be back 
hopefully on YouTube. Just search YouTube for Media Boat uh, Podcast, and you'll find our channel. Uh, we'll notify you if you click on that bell if when we go live. So thank you very much for doing that. If you want to hear the audio version of our podcast, we're on Apple Podcasts as well as any other of your uh, reliable podcast machines. Just put in Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find us. You can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at, at MediaBoatCast. We're on Facebook. Search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our page. You can also find us our written work on MediaBoatPodcast.com uh, where hopefully we'll be updating it very soon with our end-of-the-year wrap-up lists. Uh, you can also find us on Twitch.tv slash MediaBoat whenever we play video games. We'll mm-hmm. get back to that probably after the new year. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, if you want to help us out and make this content better, you can do so. You can donate to us on patreon.com slash mediaboat. Go there and you can donate as little as just a dollar a month. That's like a fraction of a, of a coffee. That's like one-fifth of the coffee. That's 12 bucks a year. Uh, $12 a year. Uh, even that little amount can help us uh, out significantly and uh, help us make some great content. So thank you very much. That'll be it for today's podcast. We'll be back with another episode next time. Peace out. All right. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye.